This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 38, The Anxiety Attack That Saved My Life, part two. Welcome back, friends. Yes, welcome back. We actually have decided as we're recording this episode, and we think anxiety is such an important topic to be talking about and connecting on. Um, we have a part two to this. If you listen to part one, Becky was telling us about a recent experience she has had with an anxiety attack, and we were going to release this episode as the next episode, so one week later, but we've decided we're just going to make it a bonus episode yeah. because we don't want the solution portion of this content to be a week after oh, that's too long. the problem. You so, need to know that this like actually like turned out really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that episode, I don't think it was heavy. I don't think episode 37 was heavy. I feel like it was very honest and very relatable for a lot of people. We anticipate that a lot of you will connect with some part of that story that was shared. And not just story, a lot of stories, because Becky, you shared quite a bit of your anxiety experiences as well. And so we decided to make this a bonus episode. We're releasing it so shortly after 37. So here you go, 37, 38, really close together. Um, And we want to continue. We want to share you what then happened next. So shall we? Shall we do it? Dive right in. Diving. Here we go. Head first. (laughs) Diving. Swan diving. Where? Like a most beautiful swan you ever did see. (laughs) That's right. I don't think I could dive if I tried. I, I I could. I don't know. Actually... You want to come over to my diving board? Do you want to come over to my diving board? Do you know I don't think I've ever swam in your pool? I haven't swam in yours. What's our problem? Okay. It's happening. All right. So she's putting it on the calendar as we speak. All right. Let's pick up where we left off. And I'm not going to recap anything because you really should listen to episode 37 so that you know what we are talking about. Um, After this anxiety attack and after hours and hours of talking with, counseling together with, crying to, not with, because David didn't cry, um, my husband, we realized a lot of things together and out of total love and respect, we agreed with one another that I truly did need. I mean, it was clear as day, right? That this anxiety attack was the biggest message that I needed. Like, hello, take the break step away. Isn't it interesting it to the side. how our bodies will give us these experiences? And oh if you're gosh. truly in tune with your body, and my husband says this to me all the time, is if you are having um, overwhelm in your life, your body is going to find a way if you don't give it rest of your own free will and choice, it mm-hmm. will find a way for your body to rest, whether you get sick. That happens to me all the time. If I'm having a super stressed out time, I will get sick. And it's like my body is like, well, if you can't make the good decision, I'm going to make it for you and we're going to rest. We are going to rest together. And I love that our bodies do that. It's actually a really remarkable thing. But you know what would be even better than getting sick is listening to like the nudges and small cues so that I don't have to get sick. Also good. (laughs) Also (laughs) Also a good solution. A great idea. Okay. I'm, I'm laughing a little bit, but I'll tell you it's not funny is that our bodies do tell us things. To what you're saying, it's true. And I don't know that I would have made the conscientious choice to just stop working for a little bit. That's a big choice. It's a very big choice as a business owner, especially, but also for me personally, because it is, I really was, my work and the way that I serve people through my work 
I have always felt is a part of my identity. And that's not a bad thing. I actually think it's a really beautiful thing. Because your work is really, like you said, you feel like it's a calling. It's it's a purpose. It's using your gifts and talents to like bring goodness to the world. It's not just, yes. you know, you're selling things. That's not what it's about. That's not what totally. it's ever been about. And so when you talk about coupling your work with like your purpose, mm-hmm. um, that becomes a little bit more muddy waters it where um, how do you honor that purpose? Um and bring that to market, to bring that to the world, yet preserving yourself in the process. It and just becomes a little... And having balance, in yeah. Your life, right. Which is such a buzzword these days. Life-work balance. Like, what is, what is that even? Mm-hmm. And that's part of what we're talking about, actually, with this story sharing, is my quest to figure out, again, what that life-work balance looks like for me. And, um, my body, going back to what we were just saying, my body was telling me things. I was receiving those nudges. I felt unhealthy already. It's not like that was a revelation during the anxiety attack. I already knew that I was, and you even knew this. I've even joked here on the show how I'm really not good about putting homemade meals on the table. You've heard me alluding to it. I wasn't trying to hide anything. I wasn't trying to pretend like anything was any different than it was. I just did not realize until that beautiful cleansing Saturday of my life recently that the imbalance in my life and the unhealthy relationship that I had with work and the way that it had gotten to that point was actually causing greater unhealthiness. It was causing me to go down a path that I know better and I don't want to go down, but it just was spiraling out of control. And, um, I have a friend recently, by the way, who, um, I'm not going to fast forward through the story, but it did happen kind of after this week I stepped away and she picked me up and took me to the airport and she's a really dear friend and one who's very intuitive. And she said, Becky, I just, I love you so much. And I, I, I just can't believe that you didn't see this already. And I'm like, well, what do you, what did you know that I didn't know? And she said, do you not remember me asking you like three, four years ago? maybe longer because she's a business owner as well. And she's like, Becky, did you, um, did you remember me asking you, like, do you feel like you've created a monster? And apparently when she asked me that I responded to her and, and, and like defense, like what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Don't call about? my baby a monster. <laughs> Seriously. But that's how I felt. Cause I'm like, Laurie, I love this work. What do you mean a monster? And she, and she said, in retrospect, she's like, at the time I held my tongue, but at the time I remember thinking, oh, sweet Becky, give it a minute. Yeah. And I loved that Laurie shared this story with me in love because she, like I said, loving, intuitive friend who years ago noticed that I really had created a monster, the mm-hmm. most beautiful kind of monster, but still like it can overtake your life and it overtook mine. And so that's where, that's where we're picking back up is, is then what happened is, um, I, knew and David knew both of us had remembered that my friend Heidi Swap had once mentioned this place Movara. And because I was talking about and and coming to terms with how unhealthy I really felt, for some reason Movara popped into my mind. And now Movara is a pl- is a place that I went for a week which I'm about to share with you and it's going to be kind of um a big part of what we're talking about in this episode. You don't have to go to Movara to make changes in your life. That isn't the point. Um, But my experience and my story took me there. Now, some of you know who Heidi Swap is. Some of you don't. But if you're not familiar with her, she is a friend and a colleague in this industry with me. 
right? The space of memory keeping and documenting. And we have a completely different approach to what that looks like. And one's not right and one's not wrong. We just both have a strong desire to serve people with the talents that we've been giving. And we are very, we're both very passionate about sharing. And we've been friends for a long, long, long time. Well, Heidi, who has seen her share of deep, deep, deep trials in her life, including the loss of her son to suicide a few years ago. Um, Heidi has a podcast called Light the Fight. We have referenced it here on our show. I highly recommend listening. In fact, I just listened again to another episode recently. I can't remember which one, but it had to do with change. And, you know, in this season that I'm in right now with changes, I... Oh man, I related so much to it and it was more personal than it was even a parenting tool because of the years I had, Mm -hmm. right? While listening to it. Anyway, Heidi, um, last year had gone to Movara and in light the fight on episodes 26 and 28, the first one is called, where did Heidi go? Again, this is on the podcast Mm -hmm. called light the fight. And the second one is, uh, episode 28 is Heidi's fitness experience. One is when she just first gets there, she sits down with Michelle, the owner, and they talk through like, what is this all about? And then she's there for two weeks. And then the the follow-up episode is, this is what my experience was. Well, the point of this is that because I listened to Heidi's podcast, I remembered her speaking about Mavara. And maybe that was a nudge, right? Maybe that was something came in your mind. And I love that you said you don't have to go to Mavara. Totally. The important part is, is that when you're body or your mind is like putting something there and, and you have a prompting or an inclination or intuition or whatever you want to call it, whatever that is, do it. Do it. And yours Absolutely. was Movara. Mine was Movara. And so as I remembered that and I cried myself to sleep and I woke up Sunday morning crying and I just, I knew, I knew and David knew that that is what I needed to do. I need to to totally check out for a week. I needed to let go of every responsibility in my life and just for a week. And I needed to give a thousand percent of my attention to my well-being. It you needed, needed a be, reset. That's exactly what it was. Sometimes you really have to like make a drastic change just to like have a reset mm-hmm. so that you can approach your life again and know how to move forward being healthy because we get so ingrained in these unhealthy patterns. And I'm not even talking about like McDonald's drive through and not being hydrated. I'm talking about the little unhealthy patterns, our relationship to our friends, our relationship to food, our relationships to ourself, all these different things that sometimes like your, your body needs like a system shock. Like Mm -hmm. when you totally remove yourself, you can come back and be more discerning because we fall into a lot of these patterns of unhealthiness and don't even realize it. And so I love that you had totally checked out to really just like center yourself, focus on you and then be able to come back knowing what was good for your life and your health and what wasn't. Absolutely. I could not have said all of that better than that's exactly what the experience was. And that's why I knew I needed to do it. I needed that total reset and everyone's reset will look different for me. I knew, I don't know how to explain this as passionately as I feel it. So I'm just going to say the words I knew from the anxiety attack and also from the nudges that I've been feeling for a long time, at least a year since my anxieties really kicked in with work related stuff. I knew that my physical well-being was exactly the linchpin. It was the reason that I was either going to be okay or not okay. Mm-hmm. My physical health, whether it was in a good place or bad, was going to be what would help me feel either more successful or less successful in all areas of my life. And I 
because I knew that, I knew the reset needed to happen in a big, big way. Movara was the answer to my, my problem and to my prayer. And so that next morning, on Sunday morning, I sent my team this really long text. It's pretty long, huh? It really was. Like I woke up longest. Sunday morning and I was like, <laughs> I just talked to her 12 hours ago. What in the world? Yeah, because you're right. That's yeah. your point. Like you didn't even know that I had an anxiety attack. The last well, no, time I you talked and I to, spoke. I talked to you kind of right at the beginning of it. Yes, right and when then, I was emotional. Yeah. Before David and I had that come to Jesus mm-hmm. talk. Yes. Um, you were on the phone with me. You were mm-hmm. the last person I had talked to and I was emotional. But that's what you knew. That was it. Yeah. And so I sent my team this really, really, really long text saying, this is what's happened. This is um, something massive needs to change and I need to step away and I'm going to go to this place called Movara for a week and I'm not going to work at all. Like I'm not going to work. I'm going to work on myself. I need to give my body and my mind this like attention that it's been starving for. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you feel like um, a little bit nervous about like, no, what happens if I step away? Oh, work. Well, no. like, cause for, we talk about the book essentialism, which I love. And one of the things mm-hmm. he talks about in that book is, is a lie. We tell ourselves that if we don't do it, no one else can. Oh, okay. and I, I thought about that. Answer. That is, um, was that like scary to be like, well, we had a bunch of balls in the air. It's not like everything at work sure was settled. Is. There's tons going on. Right. And so to, 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 to make that decision to step away, talk me through like the fear and like convincing yourself to do it. That's a really, really good question. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about this as it's related to the team in just a minute. But to answer your question for that decision, because the decision was like, once David and I talked for all those hours and really walked through what that would look like for me stepping away and then me going, yeah, I actually might take a whole month and just not work and really check out. Yeah. Um, Was there fear? Yes and no. Now I understand what you're asking. Was there fear? No, meaning that decision was so strong and so I desperately needed it and didn't even know it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so there was no fear, meaning I felt completely guided, completely guided and supported by my husband um, to make that move, to make that choice. The yes part of the fear is that you cannot start and run a business, not the way that I have anyway, and not care and not worry and not think that it's okay to step away and nothing bad will happen. You asked me when we were talking on the phone before the anxiety attack, I'm sure you'll remember this. You said, Beck, what if, what if you go like from, you know, X number of followers and it's cut in half tomorrow, meaning on social media. And do you remember what I said to you? I said, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And, the, the, and that was a point. That's why I was asking yeah. her. The question is who cares? Who cares? Who, That's it's not, not about point. that. Yeah. It's not about how many followers I could you know, have half as many, half as many, meaning my purpose in life and my, who I am as a person is not at all connected to the number of followers on social media. That wasn't the point. And the reason I'm reminding you about that question that you asked me is the same thing is the conversation that David and I had is he asked me, so what if you, what if, like, would you like, what if, what would that look like if you stopped everything and you just stopped working? And because of the experience and because of the anxiety attack, I actually got to that place of going, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all fine. Now, as a listener, I'm not saying I quit. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point, <laughs> I actually. should just clarify. Let's not panic. I'm not quitting. The business isn't going away. Just hold on. The business isn't going away, but I think it is important to say that the business totally is evolving yes, in a is. way that helps um, the message of the importance of simply documenting your life 
in the most pure and organic and wonderful way. So I think that's also important to note is I feel like part of the reason what spurred your panic attack or anxiety attack rather, um, and you may totally disagree with this. We haven't even talked about this, but um, is I think that the evolution is really hard because very, very uncomfortable. There's a lot of pushback with transition and evolution and, and moving that work forward. And sometimes, um, you know, if you don't own a business or you're not doing what Becky does, sometimes any kind of evolution or transition in your life brings up these feelings of like the lack of control, which can bring up anxiety if that's something, um, you, you, you deal with and having those ties to um, what you've always done, Mm -hmm. that is a really, cutting those ties can be a really scary thing. It can be scary and it can be uncomfortable. And one of the things that I've learned is that being uncomfortable is where the real growth is. And I really have a testimony of that. Like I really believe that. And so when I do go through times that I feel are very uncomfortable because of transition or evolution or call it what you want, I recognize it for what it is and I'm really okay with it. And so there are parts of it that feel scary, that feel unknown. And there, I mean, I'm speaking to you today telling you that there are still so many unknowns and I'm okay with it. Like I really like, it's okay to not know. I actually really appreciate a season of not being so sure. I appreciate the season of feeling completely vulnerable and really letting go of well, I'll talk more about all of that, but I, I did want to just reassure you that this is not a message of this is not away. the Peace goodbye out. forever. No. no, that's not what's happening. No. But, but I think coming back and like we said, uh, uh, kind of approaching everything with um, with fresh eyes yes. is a really necessary and valuable thing. In episode 36, when Becky and I talked about being smart with social media, Becky shared that really fantastic story about the the shipping boats Mm-hmm. and the barnacles and how the boats need to sit in the fresh water. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to listen to that. It's toward the beginning-ish of that episode, I think. Maybe. Maybe it's in the middle. I don't know. The whole Maybe episode's good, so you just episode. buckle up and hang on. Yeah, seriously. Listen to the whole thing. But I, I bring that up because I feel like many of you will have listened to that episode, and um, you'll remember that story. And I am telling you that sitting in the fresh water is the most – beautiful, necessary thing ever, ever, ever. And that's exactly what my boat needed is to sit in the fresh water. And so that, yeah, that's, that's why I'm like, oh, this is not like an announcement of any kind. This is just, this is where I'm sitting guys. I'm sitting in the fresh water and it's beautiful. And the barnacles are falling off in the most amazing way. So, um, so I, I mentioned, I texted the team. I also texted my parents. I was not ready to talk to another person. I, in fact, it was Sunday morning. I really didn't feel emotionally able to go to church. And what does that mean? I've never skipped church just to skip church. Um, except one time when my brother was dying of cancer, I couldn't go. I could not bring myself to be in a place where I knew all of these people that love me and know me. And would want to be lending support and they would just, yeah. And I just didn't want that kind of attention. I didn't want people feeling bad for me. I just needed to wallow in my sorrows at home and, and I will never regret that decision. And he passed away shortly after a couple days after maybe. Um, but this is one of those days where I really questioned whether I could face other people. And I was like, you know what? I'm sad right now and I'm a little confused and I'm feeling like I'm in the refiner's fire right now and I'm making some big changes, but you know what? I got these little kids at church that I teach every Sunday and I'm going to show up for them and I'm going to show up for my kids 
and I went to church and I was emotional, not a big deal, a little emotional and maybe got a few hugs from people and appreciated Interestingly that. Interestingly enough, what? I was totally sick that day. You weren't there. Cause I was feeling so much stress and it was one of those times where I got sick, where my body was like reacting to stress. I remember. There you go. Hashtag tender mercy. Probably. <laughs> because I told you if I would have seen If we would have you, looked at each oh other, gosh. we would have been like. <laughs> I would have lost it. Yeah. I would have lost it. I did not need eye contact with Becky Proudfit at church <laughs> that day because we do go to church together. But there was a young man. His name is Spencer. He's 18 years old in our congregation. And I'll never forget that after, you know, the, the main part of church, um, it's called sacrament meeting. And at the end of that, and before I ran off with my little kiddos that I teach at church as part of my volunteer work at church, um, he came up and, and chatted with me. We've never had a full conversation in my life. And he came up and chatted with me. And and I was like, what in the world, Spencer? Like, I'm so emotional right now. I'm not sure why he felt impressed to come talk to me. But small talk, small talk. And then he just looked at me and said, can I give you a hug? And Beck, I Aww. melted into Spencer's arms and just let him hug me. And he didn't let go. And he, Spencer was my angel in that moment. And the reason I feel all the feels again, just thinking about that is because then I was able to experience that. And then I went with my kids, you know, the little kids that I teach at church. And the first thing I shared with them, cause I was emotional, right? I'm crying. And I needed them to know that Becky, it's okay. Miss Becky is just fine. Right. <laughs> and my happy tears are because this sweet boy in our congregation came and gave me that hug that I didn't even know that I needed. And it didn't, it didn't matter who he was in my life. He went from being just a casual friend that I gave, you know, a high five to sometimes at church or not, whatever, to a dear friend who was my angel in that moment. And I was able to share that with the kids and say, don't ever let an opportunity pass. Don't ever ignore that prompting or that nudge that you feel to be someone's friend, to smile at them, to give them a hug, whatever that looks like. And I will never, never forget that. So, um, so I go to church and I'm there for my kids. The next day I was substituting for an early morning Bible study class, um, And I showed up and I showed up again on Tuesday. And my point in all of this is like, I was in a weird place. I called Movara Monday morning, the second they opened their phone lines Mm -hmm. and was like, how, how fast can I get in take my money now? Like I was, I knew that that's where I was supposed to go. Um, but I didn't want to not show up in my life for the people that matter to me. And so that's why I wanted to share those couple of experiences. Now on Tuesday morning, oh, by the way, I texted Heidi Swap as well. So I texted you guys, the team, I texted my parents and I texted Heidi and I said, Heidi, I know our stories and our experiences are different, but you absolutely inspired me to, um, to remember Movara. And thank you so much for sharing about it because you did. I know about it. And because I know about it, I'm going. And I called them the next morning and I got in for the following week, which is unbelievable that they even had a spot open. I think this illustrates a really um, interesting point, which we have talked about in a lot of different ways on this podcast, but that idea of sharing your struggles when you feel compelled to do so is never comfortable. It always feels like being naked in Disneyland. We always talk about that, but I love that Heidi sharing her struggles and you know, sharing what she was struggling with and, and what she used to get through it was able to connect with you at that right moment to bless your life the same way Spencer's hug connected with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that when I'm in the midst of trials or hardship or whether I bring it on myself or other people bring it on or it's just happening, um, that connection, those moments of being able to like be vulnerable and connect, use, use what 
you know, has been broken down inside me to connect with, with other people has been such a game changer. I agree. Like it has been such a game changer and you don't even realize the impact that your vulnerability Mm -hmm. can have on other people. And it's real. It really does happen. Um, You know, when Heidi has gone through some of her hard things, some of those things were more publicly known, like her son's death. And I was there. I was at Corey's funeral. I am her friend. She is mine. And we work alongside each other in this industry and have, you know, sometimes our circles overlap. Um, But at the end of the day, none of that mattered more to me than when I was going through this and reached out to her and her response to me was in complete love and support. She even said, I'm so jealous that you're going because it happened to be Mother's Day that I was checking in, right? She said, I'm so jealous. I wanted to try to get back. And I got to be honest, when she said that, I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Like you did Movara. Isn't Movara like a once and done? Like you one go and, and done, it like, fixes you, and you yeah. go home, and you're awesome forever. Right, like you're fixed. Oh, forever. if only. Right, if only. Well, so that really took me by surprise, and I'll tell you, I learned real quick that so many people repeat the Movara experience. I'll tell you about about that more in a minute. Before I got to Movara, what I wanted to just kind of outline for you um, is that the team. Becky, you and me and Carrie and Wendy spent some time, a lot of time actually together on that Tuesday. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is just a couple, few days after the anxiety attack. And we spent so much time in love and in counseling together and in support. And the consensus from that entire experience is we're all okay. It's all okay. And if we need to take a break from everything, like you said, we had a lot of cookers going, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of things in the works. And we all felt completely okay hitting the pause button. Nothing is going away completely, meaning like customer service is still intact. Yes, we still Nothing got has up, changed up for the things you guys know about, exactly. right? It's just the things, the development and future stuff. That's true. Yep. So we just kind of hit the pause button on some of that other future development stuff and And then Wednesday is the day before we were having our live event. So all of this stuff was coming up right before. I forgot the live event was that same week. Oh my gosh. No, it all happened at the same time. And I believe that without sounding too hokey, I believe that all of this was like perfectly orchestrated. And you also probably forgot about what happened on Wednesday. So I'm just going to tell you and remind you. Do you remember that one time? Bexter, that you called me and you're like, hey, you want to go painting? Oh, yeah. Okay, now let me so tell fun. you why I want to share this really quick. On Thursday, the live event, it's a local event. We had, you know, about 50 some people signed up and we had work to do. We a had, lot of work yeah, to like do. Like we needed to set up the venue. We like transform to, the venue. Yeah. Like we brought in furniture. Venue. We had backdrops. We had carpet. I mean, we Plants. had yeah. so much. And we had to collate all the the material. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. This event was something that our team has poured a lot of heart and soul into. We knew it was going to be incredible, but we had all the day before stuff to do. And then Becky calls me and says, do you want to go painting? Let me tell you, Becky, the week before me, Becky would have been like, you be cray cray. (laughs) (laughs) Because we knew we had a long night ahead of us of work and our kids had a half day. And I was kind of feeling that same thing of like, I have so I could justify, and I'm not even talking about work related to Becky Higgins LLC or it. I could justify like working, being on my computer, doing really good things a hundred percent of my day. Like I really could. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, like my girls in particular, they just they needed time. Like I just needed to not be, 
I just needed to be with them, doing something fun with them and just be totally engaged in that. But those were your feelings. Totally. So that's not even where I was coming from. I'm just thinking, okay, I'm in this really tender place Mm -hmm. because that's exactly the best way to describe where I was emotionally, mentally. I was in this tender place. I'm signed up for Movara. I need to get through this um, live event in the very best way possible, meaning like... Because you wanted it to be amazing. And and I knew it was going to be. Totally. There was nothing about this live event that made me want to like run and hide or, oh crap, I've got this commitment. No, like we were all invested and so excited about it. And I I couldn't wait but I also anyway so I would have in the past if you would have said to me the day before an event when we're supposed to be setting up do you want to go painting I might have just slapped you across the face and been like girlfriend she says she, well used to really she used to say <laughs> no to me all the time for stuff that I'm like yeah oh yeah no I've, I've definitely yeah. turned down many invitations that many you- a fun invitation because <laughs> I'm like who has time for fun come on <laughs> <laughs> no that's not true I, I have many fun memories but you get the point right Well, this day was different. This day was post-anxiety attack and lots of tender feelings and feelings of change and resolve. And it took me, how long did it take me to respond? Like four seconds, which I I knew when I texted, I was like, she's probably not going to, but she would have so much fun if she did. And I just feel the need to check out for a minute. And so literally like 3.2 seconds later, I said, yes, Yes, I'm in. When, where? Yep. Right. So Becky and her kids and me and my kids, no, just Clara. Actually. Just the girls. Yeah. 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 It was just the girls. We went painting. We went to one of those pottery painting places. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I, that Saturday that changed my life, really, it was a pivotal moment in my life. It was already sinking in the changes that I was feeling. I cannot, I still, I'm like so impressed with myself that I said yes to going and doing this fun, unnecessary, unplanned thing on the day that we should have been setting up the venue earlier. Right. And so it was the most freeing, liberating, beautiful feeling. And we loved it, huh? Mm -hmm. Like us and our girls. So fun. Loved it. It was just relaxing. It was therapeutic. It was creative. I could paint pottery all day long. Yeah. Like, because it takes you back to that just simple creation, just totally. spending time creating. It was so good. Okay, so in the show notes, let's go ahead and just post the picture, the picture. of like yeah of us our, of our like painted mm-hmm. pieces because then you yeah. can kind of get a visual for what we did. Okay, so then moving on, um, had that great experience. Then we w- did go ahead and set up the venue, and it ended up being a late night. Our husbands are rock stars, Taylor and David. Can we just? Give them another seriously, shout out. you know I'm obsessed, oh, but like seriously, they are the best. They are so supportive. And they helped us until midnight. So we were, you know, the four of us ultimately were the last ones leaving that place, <laughs> setting everything up, and it was awesome. Great. Okay. Now then we go into the next day. Thursday was the event. Um, now this is where I'm gonna uh, throw a curveball that um that you know, in business, most people would say those aren't the types of things that you need to share but I'm just not normal. You're just a weirdo. I'm just not. <laughs> and I'm being very open and I'm, I'm being very honest and vulnerable for that matter. And I think that it's really important to share that um, when we went into that event, I, we already knew that we weren't going to be making money on this event. And I think this is important to share for a reason. I, and I say this because the tickets weren't cheap. They were $197. Um, but there were expenses associated with the event. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because going into it and knowing that it really wasn't making money, I had, and when she says not making money, it's not like it didn't make any money. It's just not a significant, it's not moving the needle. Like it's not, it's not like a line item. That's like, 
And when you start new events and when you do new things, like oftentimes that's the case, right? Like you have to invest in a lot of things with the event and totally this was the case with this event. Absolutely. And so, and, and that's kind of my point with that. Thanks for clarifying is, and I feel really compelled to share this for a reason going into the event and knowing that this wasn't something that was making, you know, that it was, it wasn't going to move the needle at the same time. I've never felt so excited. Not never. It had been a while since I have felt that excited about doing something so meaningfully. Mm -hmm. And that is significant in my story, this specific story that I'm sharing, this long two episode length story that I'm sharing because I, because of the connection to money. And I do want to talk about that for a moment because it is actually where some of my anxiety has come from. Now, Becky and I have mentioned a guy before, Mike Lemieux, and he is a he is a friend. He's definitely our friend now. Yeah. Um, but he is a business and marketing and social media guru. He's a coach. He's a personal coach. Becky and I separately, individually hired him for our own personal like mm-hmm. business desires. And my work with Mike, which was three months, was ending. And the last phone call that I was going to have with him was the day after the event. And I strategize that because I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to talk with you. Yeah, him. you want to debrief everything. Yeah, debrief and, after yeah. the event, talk about where we're going to grow the business from here. And Mike has really helped me a lot over the past few months. And in fact, in working with Mike, um, we've really been able to, I've just personally done some things that have really helped to generate a lot of revenue for the business and help to, like you say, move the needle, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Um, but that conversation with Mike was different because now he had no idea that I had had the anxiety attack. He had no Mm -hmm. idea where I've been emotionally, mentally, anything like that. And I share with him the day after, Hey, here's everything that's happened. I'm going to throw you a curveball. And he was just the greatest listener, right? He's just listening. And I said, I just need you to know this because this last call that we're having together, you and I both thought was going to be a, okay, now where do we go from here? And what are, you know, what are the springboard things that you want to share with me that help to really grow this business and blow things up and, and make some good movement and all of that. And instead I asked him now knowing all of this, what would you counsel me to consider as I take this little break, as I sit in the fresh water, like what do you feel would be important for me to consider? And I'm going to make a really long story short. Cause I talked to him for an hour, of course. And Mike helped me to realize that, um, something that I had always said to him from the beginning, he's like, do you realize that every time you talk to me, you always say, I don't do this for the money. This is never about the money. But in that same breath, Becky, you always say, but of course this has to generate revenue Mm -hmm. because we're a business. Like, of course it has to generate revenue. So he's like, do you not find that totally like ironic, ironic and complex and kind of weird? He probably didn't say that, but I felt that, right? And I'm like, uh, but that's how I feel. But that's literally how I feel. It's not about the money. I don't do what I do for the money, but of course it has to drive revenue. And he's like, okay, let's just break this down. So I'm skipping a lot of detail because he actually helped me to tap into some past experiences and even my childhood and things like that. And I realized in that call that my relationship about business and in particular with money was what was becoming a little unhealthy. And this is significant because my team will tell you, especially those who have been with me a long time, they will tell you, I have never done what I do for money ever. But like I mentioned, the business has seen some hard times and things have been down a little bit the past year or so. And so 
then can you imagine that everything that I was doing for sure? I mean, of course it had to drive revenue. We need to keep this ship afloat. We need to make sure that we're still in business because this is how we serve people. This is how we can do good in the world, which again, tie back to the first part of this episode. David reminded me, Jesus didn't have an LLC. You can serve people without an infrastructure. But all of a sudden this is becoming complex in my life because I'm realizing, oh my gosh, while I don't do things for money, And yet now I feel like it has to drive revenue. Well, no wonder I'm confused. No wonder Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in this place of uncertainty and stress and anxiety. And so Mike's advice to me at the end of that call was, he said, take your break, go to Movara, come back. And when you're ready to work, I really invite you to think about doing things that you love that really make your soul sing in terms of work, but you don't have to associate it with money. You don't have, it doesn't have to do, have to do anything with the bottom line or results or anything like that. And I felt it when he was speaking that to me, it was truth. It felt to me like that's exactly what I needed to do. And I'm telling you right now that, and you don't know this yet, Beck, but there's something that I'm going to do real soon that is going to generate a lot of money and I won't get a dime of it. And what that is, is my brother-in-law has leukemia. And this is David's brother. He's had it and battled it for 10 years. And we are in the process of setting up a GoFundMe account. And I am going to offer my coaching services, my memory keeping, documenting, like personalized, like get on the phone with people and raise money to do that. And I'm not, that's not for me. That's not for revenue. That's not for benefit of me of any kind. And every dime of that will go to Daniel's family. And that's one thing that I'm in the works of. And there's other ideas that have been rolling around in my head that I feel like, I want to just try that. That isn't like the whole future of everything that's going to happen. I'm not, again, we're not saying that things are changing like in that way with the business. We still have ideas as a team and me personally, like we still have things that we want to pursue, but I, this idea, this epiphany of disassociating my work with money for a minute and just experiencing that has felt completely liberating and it has felt completely beautiful. I think breaking it down even further for a listener who might not be a business owner, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is I feel like sometimes with this whole social media world and podcasting and there's lots of people with platforms, right? Like you can totally build a platform to talk about what you feel like you should be talking about. Um, But I also want to point out that when you're thinking about what Becky went through with this like association with basically what she's saying is like, is my work valid if it doesn't generate revenue? Right. Um, let's break it down further to like, is my truth, me- does my truth mean something if I don't have a social media platform? Mm. Does it mean something if it's just me interacting in my spheres of influence, in my home, with my children, whatever that is? And I think anytime we are seeking after those external validators of money or influence or anything of whatever that may be is where we run into trouble because then we're chasing something, right? We're chasing that external validation. We're chasing the money. We're chasing the platform. We're chasing whatever it is. And you're not really being true to like the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. And I also will add, there's nothing wrong with making money. I firmly believe that there is a way to make a lot of money and be true to every single piece of yourself. And that is amazing and awesome. What Becky's talking about is not like that is bad and this is good. What she's saying is, yes, a thousand percent, the money will come. But what you first have to have in place in your life with yourself is about that mission, about what brings you joy and about what is your job to uniquely share. 
because you find fulfillment not in the money you find fulfillment in your ability to be using your gifts and talents in the way that you need to be using them right and if you're chasing after that external validator you're never going to get it because that's not where fulfillment comes from it just isn't we have peace and harmony in in our homes and our families and our lives with ourselves when we are honoring the things that make us unique and using our voice the specific voice we're supposed to be using when and where we are supposed to use it and that might be in the walls of your home and that might be at the grocery store and that might be just you with yourself Um, The point is, don't be seeking after external validators because it's going to put you off balance of what really matters. I literally cannot wait to listen back to this episode just to hear you say all of that over again. I'm serious. Like you are like you. That's it. That's the whole point. You are saying things that I wasn't even like thinking to articulate. And that's so, so valuable and important to me. And I appreciate you chiming in with that because that's exactly what it is. This is not an episode about money. It's not about money as good or money even as business. Bad, or like business. really? Yeah. No, it, this is my very personal experience with my very personal realization of my very personal relationship with business and money mm-hmm. and that disbalance and how imbalance. that was causing an right. unbalance in your personal life right. inside of yourself. And you, but that can look like so many different things for totally, so many different people. Totally. And your word chasing, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I was doing for a year or so. I've been chasing those external validation points of validation and not validation. Like people saying, oh, you're so great. I mean like validation in this business is successfully. My work means something. One of the things Brene Brown talks about, one of the lies we tell ourselves is our work doesn't mean anything that we have no right to be doing or talking about what we do and talk about. And that's the thing. It doesn't diminish your work if you don't make profit or if you do make profit or if you don't have a business or if you do have a business, like there are no external validators that determine the worth and success of whatever you're doing at all. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Thank you so much for chiming in with that. And Brene Brown, if you have not seen her recently released Netflix special, I'm going to be rewatching Turn the podcast off immediately and go watch <laughs> well, that. Wait, wait, hold on. Finish the episode. <laughs> really? Watch Brene, then come back. No, Because it's really. so good. It's so, so good. Um, you know how I mentioned to you about that that pivotal day that you invited me to paint, and mm-hmm. I said yes. I did something else the day after the event. We needed to do the event. The event was, what? how would you describe that? Magical. Amazing. So amazing. It, it so all neat. came together. It was so fun to prepare. It was so what we needed to be doing right at yes. that very minute. And we had the fulfillment, like I said, that comes when you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Totally. We had that fulfillment. And we really hope, as Becky and I sit here together today, we really hope to make that a thing that happens again and again and again. We'd love to bring it to other places. So we'll see how that shapes up. But it was incredible. Well, the next day is Friday, right? And Friday, I literally, I surprised my kids. I pulled them out of school an hour or two early and I took oh, that's them to right. the Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I do. Okay. Why is this a big deal? Well, first of all, in our school, at our kids' school, Becky and I have, our families go to the same school. You don't do that. Like you just yes. don't miss school. You don't. It's, it's a charter it, yes. school and it's a very. Attendance is very highly regarded. Yeah. Thing. It's just a thing. You just don't yes. do it. Like I even don't even schedule my dentist appointment, my kids' dentist appointments during school hours. So that's a really, really big deal. But also I personally, as a mom, I just don't do that. 
you know, just history. I do actually. It's funny. I just get the dirty look sometimes, but I totally do this. <laughs> You're amazing. You're better than me. On no, that. <laughs> that has nothing to do with being better or worse. It's just not something I struggle with. Well, you can appreciate and knowing me that I turned a corner. The I spontaneity think. of that. That's what I'm saying. And the fact that it's really not something you're supposed to do, which right. you, Rebecca, are the best kind of rule follower <laughs> ever. And that was awesome. It was amazing. And it felt amazing. Just like I felt painting. I felt peaceful. I felt happy. I felt liberated. At that family time, David and I and the kids, like going to see, I think it was Captain Marvel, you know, right after we well, saw Well, I think what's Avengers. cute to say too is Becky did that and what spurred that is she wanted a redo. She wanted a redo for her cute crew yeah. who wanted to connect you know, over that movie. And she felt like I really owe it to him to like do this right. And to recognize like, Hey, that really sucked. And I'm sorry. And I really want to be here with you doing this. And so the intent was to go see Endgame, And then I think crew was like, I'm totally fine and not bothered by this, but I really would love to see Captain Marvel. So it ended so up turning Captain into Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, we did. And I was so present, Beck. I was so present with my family. I wasn't sad. I wasn't anything. I was just present and happy and just we had such a great time together. And that was a big deal. So I was already, I share some of those examples because I was already seeing the shift. I was already seeing the change. I was already feeling the barnacles fall off the bottom of my ship because of the fresh water I was sitting in. And you in. hadn't even stepped foot in Novara. even gotten Do you Novara. guys notice that that happens? Oh like gosh. even with dieting, okay, you can have the worst self-image, which I don't believe that dieting is the key to self-image. I actually think that that's totally false. Okay. However, mm-hmm. when I am feeling unhealthy, when I make a decision or move forward with a plan, when I move forward and when I'm in motion of fixing the problem, I, I feel better. Once I've made the decision to do something, I feel that instant relief because now I'm not just sitting in a problem. I'm working towards the solution. And so I, that, I think that's, that's so interesting with the day you decided to go to Movar, like yep. everything started to get better because you were doing what you needed to do to, to improve and learn and grow and do all those things. Mm-hmm. And how often does that happen in life? It's not like when you start, you know, making more healthy decisions or come up with a plan that works for you that anything changes. It's not like you instantly right. feel physically better. It's just your mind is in such a better place because you're working towards a solution. Right. That's exactly what it is. And that's what happens totally in your head. I mean, it's all of the Mm -hmm. thoughts are just associated with that very decision. Do you remember your response when I told you I was going to Mavara? I want, I think I said, well, because when you did it, I looked it up because I didn't know what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, dude, I want to (laughs) go. I want to go so bad. So yeah, like you, you, that was your instant because you're like Mavara, like what? And so I shared, you know, because like the only people that knew I was going to Movara were the team, my parents, my husband, and a couple of friends, like just a couple of other friends. Um, I kept this to myself because that's how I wanted it to be. The team and I t- together, we already decided I was going to take a break from social media. That was just a very intentional cleansing, like just step away. Don't even think about posting. Don't think about yep. checking. Like just step away. Just a really, really good and healthy thing. We talk about that in the, in the, um, in the episode, which one was that social media episode 36, 36. So, um, but you know, the few people who knew I was going to Movara, like you, the, the response usually was, I want to go because when you look into it, you're like, okay, that kind of sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Let me paint a picture of what the Movara experience was. When I showed up, I checked in on a Sunday evening and I weighed in. And I'm like, okay, this this is like accountability, right? And you don't have to. This is all. And Movara, every- just like put this in a nutshell, is basically a health and wellness yes, center. It sure is. So and- it's not like weight loss camp. Really, what it is, is they're not weighing in to see like, how much weight do you lose? It's right. more, 
let's talk about where you're really at with your health. Exactly. And let's get you to a place where your mind and body and spirit can be healthy. That's exactly what it is. And you can learn all about Movara. And we're going to talk more about it, but Movara.com, M-O-V-A-R-A. Movara means to move. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned at Movara. And it seems so silly at 42 years old that I needed to be reminded of this, but I, you have to move before you're motivated. Mm-hmm. And I think for so long I waited to be motivated. Yeah, I was, I was somewhat active sometimes. Like you guys know, I've shared my hikes on Instagram stories and I do hike the little butte in our community and things like that. I like being active, but I definitely didn't have a routine or a pattern in my life that was really, really healthy. And and I was, I was feeling it. I was eating a whole lot of fast food this past year. I was not putting beautiful homemade meals on the table. They didn't need to be complex, but still, you get what I mean. And well, so, I think it comes from a place of you were being acted, like you weren't acting in your life. Like the reason why you go to fast food isn't because it's the most delicious, awesome food ever. It's no. because you haven't <laughs> planned and prepared or made time Correct. to prioritize like cooking dinner, right? Correct. And so that's what was happening is there were a lot of other really good things happening that consumed you that kind of you got into that unhealthy place of, you know, being in all those other things. And that caused you then to like not be prepared in this area of your life. Well, and if you fail to plan, what? You plan to fail. That's just what it is, right? And I and you plan to fail right at a drive through window, <laughs> which like raise your hand if you can relate right. to that. It's summertime for Pete's sake. Right. Like right. my goal is to not turn the oven on until solid November. <laughs> it's really we're doing all non-cooking but you're really good meals. in the kitchen so I double dog dare you to not turn the oven on no I actually am really good in the kitchen but I, I because it's something I really love I'm and enjoy hero. and the times when I get apart from that and I am not like doing that um I start to feel like I don't even know how to feed myself like it's lunchtime and right. I stare at my fridge and I'm like when in I, doubt, what do I what and... do I and then I just don't eat because I'm like I don't I don't uh, I don't know what to do and sometimes you don't eat and I'm like who skips meals right okay yeah. so so back to Movara and, and you totally get, you totally connected with like why I would want to go. And you also knew my personal stuff. Like I needed, desperately needed this reset. So I go and I weigh in and I got to tell you when you find, I already kind of knew the number on the scale and who cares? Like, that's not the point. Right. But like I just knew that I wanted to get healthy. I just wanted that reset to you wanted really to feel better. I wanted to. Okay. You've but, had some weird physical manifestations yes, of like not healthiness that have totally. been totally a factor in your life for when the past you, few months. When we talked about how your body's talking to you and sending you messages, what that looked like for me, just to break it down, is I have had, I have historically, I am not a headache prone person. That has been very different this past year. Mm-hmm. I have had many, many headaches. They're usually not too excruciating. I don't get migraines. I'm so thankful because my husband does, and they're really bad, right? But I was getting all these headaches. I've had back pain. I've had, I've, I have felt really bloated. You and I have talked about this. I just feel gross inside. Like it doesn't, it, like I said, it's not even about how the genes fit. It's just how I feel. I just have felt so gross and I have felt really unwell. And so stepping on that scale number, it wasn't shocking, but man, the percent of body fat, I was like, what's the normal percentage? <laughs> Wait, what's my number? Okay. That's demoralizing. Right. And it was kind of funny because I, I was there for all the right reasons. So mm-hmm. I really could have a good sense of humor about it. And I was like, well, I cannot wait to see these numbers like drop a little bit. Right. And my whole approach going to Movara was I am going to be all in. Everything's an option. You can drop the money, show up and be on vacation if you want to. But the whole point is that Movara offers these they offer these hikes and these classes, these exercise regimens, these um, lectures, 
all these beautiful meals. You could hide Doritos in your room and nobody would know. And that's on you. And my whole vantage It's point, not boot camp. No. Well, I mean, it can be. Well, it's an opera. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be like... It's not boot camp in the regard of They're like you have no you. choice in the matter. Like Correct. you check yourself in and you go on this experience on a, as a choice. And how you engage in that experience is also your choice. Every last bit of it was a choice. Every single thing. And I went with that mentality of I'm here. I've set everything else in my life to the side. I am all in. I will go to everything. I will, I will do everything. I will eat every he- healthy meal. I will drink lots of water. I will spend time resting, you know, just everything. Okay. So I went with that attitude and it really, really, really made the difference. Now I want to paint the picture of the entire experience, but I'm not going to, cause we're already like spending quite a bit of time on this. But what I want to just describe to you is that, in fact, I have my little schedule in front of me just to give you an idea. Hikes every morning, the most amazing hikes. We haven't even talked about where this is. This is in Ivins, Utah. It's outside of St. George. So we're talking Southern Utah. If you know anything about the geography yes. of Southern Utah, it's insane. Oh, right? it's beyond. It's red beyond. rocks. It's, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. We're talking just a couple hours north of the Grand Canyon. So this, this terrain is unbelievable. And they are guided hikes. I could never show up to these hikes by myself and even know where I was going. So these Movara guides are amazing. I cannot wait for you to experience this because you just follow them. And you and they're they're looking out for creatures and critters just yeah. in case. <laughs> um, but then you know we hike every morning, then we come back, we sit in a lecture because you're so tired by that point, right? It's the mm-hmm. best possible feeling of being tired. We sit in a lecture, and then we go to lunch, and then we sit in another lecture, and then we're back in classes again, meaning uh, workout class- classes. So some of the lectures, just to give you an idea, are like foundations of wellness or. Um, intro to weight training, understanding more about that, being um, what it means to be nutrient dense, cooking demonstrations. Um, there's coaching stuff. There's um, learning and understanding better about fats, carbs, and proteins. There's there was a class about emotional eating. I was like, man, I was like, oh, sign God, me up, show me right. And they're all just part of the experience. It's just like this one fee, and you just show up and do all these things. And then of course, they, there's other optional things. Um, I even went to a life coach. Um, session of uh, just me and the life coach, Stephanie, one-on-one. That was really cool. Really, really cool. Like very powerful. Um, I opted in for a massage because I was told if you do it on Tuesday night, when you're feeling like you're so tired, you can get ahead of that achiness so that on Wednesday hump day, you're ready to go. And I was like, okay, that was the best strategy ever. So my point is, is I did everything. I was all in. I had the best experience. One of the best experiences I had, or some of the best experiences I had, was being um, engaged in these conversations with total strangers. There were, I think, like 48 people there, and it was only me and one other guest. Her name is Janine from the San Francisco area. The two of us were the only two people that were brand new that week. So going back to what I was telling you earlier, when Heidi Swap responded to me and said, I'm so jealous, I wanted to go back. And remember, I was confused. I'm like, wait, go back? I thought this was like a one and done. And I have now learned that people repeat the Movara experience for so many different reasons. It's just usually it's just another reset. For some people, this is their style of vacation. It's just fun. You are exercising six hours a day. Well, imagine having a vacation that you come back from feeling better. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Like a hangover from just eating gluttonous food and, you know, Mm -hmm. having weird sleep patterns. And no, this is like the opposite of that. And people go to feel good. So we exercise six hours a day. We are fed the most delicious, clean, 
whole food. Everything, obviously, right? They're feeding you, but like it's all good, like good for you, nutrient dense. So like hardly any calories, it seemed like. And yet I was never hungry. Like who does that? What is that? For me, it was like rocket science because I'm like, wait, this concept of feeling full on kind of like not many calories is amazing. So I learned a lot. I received an education and I felt amazing and I was experiencing these amazing hikes and it was just the best. And then we we were able to visit and talk and connect as guests mm-hmm. there. And one of them, I mentioned this on social media, was, you know, we were talking about change and transition and evolution and all of that. And she totally hooked me up with, before I left, with the book that she and I talked about called Who Moved My Cheese? We'll link it in the show notes. It's a book by Dr. Spencer Johnson. I'm the last person on the planet to have heard of it. Yes. I you mean, might be. It's fine. Pop culture. I guess. Irrelevant. Yeah, socially irrelevant over here. But like, I would have never heard about that book had she not mentioned it. And then she got it for me as a little parting gift. And it was so awesome. Anyway, such a great book. You got to check it out. But my experience at Movara really kind of, this is the best analogy that I can think of. And it's something that we talked about there. My body is like a battery. So is yours. We all have this, this body that's like a battery. And because of that experience with the food, with the nutrition, with the exercise and everything that it came, the mental work, everything that happened that week, it's like the greatest recharge of my entire life. The greatest recharge that my battery could ever receive. It was truly, truly such a gift. And speaking of gift, that is one of the takeaways that I felt at Movara. And I mentioned this earlier, but it really like that epiphany happened at Movara, which is that my anxiety attack that happened that week before, I view that as a gift. I really see that. And that's why we named this episode. This is the anxiety attack that saved my life because if I hadn't hit that place, that bottom place, if I hadn't gone through this experience, then I wouldn't be in this place where I am right now, which is I, I feel free. I feel liberated. I feel smarter. I am absolutely healthier. Just mm-hmm. a week at Movara, this isn't the point. Let me preface this is not the point. But I lost a few pounds. I lost a few inches, five inches, in fact. I lost a few percentages of body fat in a week. And you know why? Because I was so unhealthy before. So everyone's results would be different. There's one guy who was there for 15 weeks and lost 90 pounds because he needed that. Like he was extremely obese and really heavy drinking, smoking, fast food, all that. So he had more to lose. But everyone's approach at Movara is different. Everyone's reason for Movara is different. There was a woman there who was really looked very, very, very skinny. Like, like I worried about her, like how healthy she was. She was at Movara to gain muscle. She wanted to like work on her strength and her flexibility and gain muscle. And she did. There were people there to lose weight. They were there. There were people there who needed to work through some mental and emotional stuff. And they knew that their physical well-being was tied to that. Like, I understand that. So Movara was amazing. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can sum it up. In so any I'm not way. sure if you guys are getting it. Becky had a great <laughs> experience at Movara. The question is now what, right? Because I got back a week and a half ago at the time of recording this. I, I, I am sure that you might wonder like, okay, so then now what, like, are you a changed person? And I am here to tell you that I feel that change. Like I really have felt that I am eating differently. I am better prepared. I am exercising more intentionally. I am not this, I am not holding myself to this, like every single day I'm going to hike four miles. And it's not like that. Because when you think about it, and this is where I tend to go, like when I was, now I'm 
old and wise enough to know that dieting sucks and it's just not a plan that is healthy for me. Yeah. I go to a place of, okay, well now I'm no longer unhealthy in my relationship with food. Now I'm unhealthy in my relationship with obsessive working out or, Mm -hmm. or tying my self-worth to the success or not success of, of a diet or of, you know, eliminating sugar altogether from my life or whatever that thing is. And it really is just being unhealthy in a totally different way because again the goal is not to have like smoking hot bikini bods the goal is is to have your soul be healthy and have your body be a reflection of the healthiness that is in your soul and that doesn't look the same way for everybody Mm -mm. and I also wanted to mention too as we're talking about anxiety and anxiety attacks when I was going through this um Becky really felt like her solution was at Movara and she found her solution. Part of my solution was I went to a doctor and I got medical help um, and was on um, an anti-anxiety medication for a time. And that was one of the tools that I used um, to become healthy again. And, And that was really important. And so Movara was Becky's solution and it's a really great solution. And I think a lot of the things with health and wellness play so much into our mental stability, our, our psyche, how we feel, how we act, how we show up in the world. I truly believe health and wellness is like 90% of the battle nutrition and moving our bodies. And that is so, so important. And, you know, medicine, not a bad thing. Like if you're feeling that and are in that place, I was in that place. Like I was having panic attacks a lot and, um, and I needed to do that anxiety. Sorry. I know you kind of like blew my mind with that. I never heard that before. I had never heard it either. But I listened to the last episode when I talked about the differences, you know, medicine and, and therapy and those were part of how I kind of learned how to proceed in my life, um, as part of this too. So absolutely. And it looks different for everybody, but you know, I, I Tanya, before I went to Movara, I felt that magnetic pull that that's what, that's where I needed to go. That's what I needed to do. I am so thankful again, that Heidi Swap even talked about it publicly because that's how I even knew about it. And because of this experience, we're going to round out this conversation and tell you, um, something really, really exciting, something really, really cool. But I wanted to just kind of finish that thought and say, I am well. I feel well. I'm on a journey. This is continuing. I'm still working at things, but I feel amazing. And I am so grateful to have had an experience that is helping me to turn my life around in the most beautiful way. Because at the end of the day, and this is where David started with the whole conversation at the beginning, is my my purpose in life, and just like it is for so many of you, is to be there for other people, to show up within our families, to show up within our communities, with our friends and all of those relationships that matter. And one relationship that matters to me also is with you guys. It's with our community here. And it's with you as listeners or you as customers or you as somebody who's following on social media. And the best way for me to show up in all the areas of my life was to get myself well and to get myself back on track where I knew I had slipped off. And so Movara called to me, right? And that's where I went. And that was my solution. So I really appreciate you, Becky's just reminding everybody that the solutions are going to look different. Now, the important part is to get a solution. Yeah, get a solution. Yeah. Forward motion. So speaking of forward motion, I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. (laughs) Are you guys ready for this? I can't even stand it. Okay, so listen, I'm just going to cut to the chase because we have – 
this is taking quite a while and we appreciate you listening and being patient as we kind of share through all this, but hopefully it has added a lot of value to your life and you have seen yourself in the story. Okay. Ready? Ready. <gasps> okay. Drum roll, please. Are hosting a week at Movara. Which I'm so excited about because like I said, I didn't go with Becky. Yeah. And I'm so excited she to experience knew. this for you myself. You knew, huh? You wanted to go no matter what. But then I came back from Movara. I was not at all on work brain while I was there. And I come back and I had this idea and I told Becky and she could pretty much not contain herself. And then I reached out to Movara and I'm like, hey, can Becky and I like host a week? Can we host a week where people just come and they do all this with us? Mm-hmm. Can we do that together? And we can teach a couple lectures and that's guys, this is what it is. This is what we're doing. So you can go to Mavara.com. You can call them up. You can go anytime. You can go for a week. You can go for five months. It doesn't even matter. Do what you're going to do. But if you want to spend a week with us at Movara, we invite you to join us there uh, November 3rd through 9th this year. Okay. 2019. This was very intentional too, with picking a date that is a few months out because it is, um, something that you really need to look at and it might be something you need to set aside some money for. Um, but if this experience, I want you to focus on the feelings in your heart. Like Becky was called, like really felt like that's where she needed to be. And I guarantee you that there are people out there who are like, this is exactly the answer to my prayers, what I need. Right. We want you to have an opportunity to plan for that in your life. Yes. And, and that's why we're doing it. In November. Right then. And also the weather is going to be amazing. Oh, gorgeous. Amazing. You're welcome for that. And <laughs> it's going to be setting us off into this holiday season, like yes. in such a healthy, in such a good place. And seriously, I can't wait. Is there anything better than going through this together, than connecting, right. than like learning from each other? I cannot wait for this experience. We want to share it with you guys. And that's where the idea came from. And I know the only reason I'm going to share this next scene. So just don't, you know, just, you know, listen up. I'm sharing this next thing because of everything I just shared with you. Cause I, I shared very openly and honestly, but I want you to know that Becky and I are not making a dime from this. We are not this is, making a There's zero commission. There are zero kickback. We did not ask for, for the world. We are not asking Movara to give us any sort of commission. And the reason why that's significant is because of what we've already talked about. And, and that's what we're doing. From yes. This, this is what we're it. doing to figure out how our gifts and talents serve the world and how we can show up best in the things we feel like we need to do. This is part of it for us is disassociating from Mm -hmm. that like profit margin when really I'm telling you like our payment for this is the experience of connecting with all of you. Right. That is a hundred percent. That's all I want our paycheck for this. That's what it is. And we are so excited. Like I'm already like, I cannot wait for that reset again because that's, what's going to feel. And sure. I might lose like another couple of pounds and that's fine. But like, I just want to feel like that again, because that energy that you get from working that hard on yourself physically and connecting with people so meaningfully when you're doing those hard things it's the best ever. And so we'll be there November 3rd through 9th. And we're already like signed up. We're in. So we are inviting you to sign up. Now, if you come that specific week and you are there with me and Becky, you get to save 10%. That is not an offer that you can find very easily with Movara. It's just, it's a price that is worth every penny, no matter what, and no matter when you go. But if you come during our week that we're hosting, you save 10% and you also will get a hundred dollars credit 
to any service at the spa. And that was one of the most amazing massages I have ever had in my life. I seriously can't wait for that. I know. We couldn't not hook you up with a massage. I mean, seriously. So Movar is very generous in in offering the 10% off and the $100 credit. Like I said, this isn't, we're not benefiting in any sort of monetary way at all. Like this is not kickback to us. We just want you to know about the opportunity. So you can learn more at Movara, M-O-V-A-R-A, Dot com And the only way that you can sign up is you have to call them. It's kind of cool. I actually was like, where's the, where's the online form? Like, Where's why? the anonymous signing up? <laughs> but you actually have to get on a phone call. And just in case you're one of those people that likes to take notes, take notes while you're listening to podcasts, I'm just going to tell you the number right now. So get a pen. But obviously it's just on Mavara.com and then we'll put it in the show notes. But that number is 855-877-1719. At the end of the day, we hope that you consider joining us at Movara. We are going to spend the very best week together, no matter what, no matter who's there. We're going to have a blast with you, and we're excited. But aside from Movara, the whole point of recording this two-part podcast was to help you connect with something, no matter which part of the story you felt maybe a little bit drawn to or awakened by. Um, Beck, you dropped some things that I, I meant that sincerely, like I cannot wait to listen back because you said some things that really made an impact on me. And I always, always appreciate that additional insight. We all go through our own stuff. My anxiety attack is unique for me, but you will have your unique things. Everyone has their unique things. But I think when we talk about it openly and we share and we connect with other people, that's where the real magic is. And that's why I'm sitting here in this place of happiness and freedom is because I didn't keep it to myself. And thank you for being so vulnerable because I know it can be hard to like admit like you're struggling with something, right? And that vulnerability, I think the myth is that the vulnerability like makes you vulnerable, but you know, puts you wide open, opens you up for like ridicule. But really the truth about vulnerability is it sets you free. Yeah, It totally sets you free. And so thank you for talking about this hard slash awesome experience that you had. It's both. It is as most things in life are. And I think it's great that you're using that experience to help other people. Thanks friend. That's awesome. All right. Thank you guys for being here with us. We are super excited to see some of you at Movara in November. (laughs) Yay. uh, Movara week with Becky squared. Cannot wait. Yeah. We'll talk about that more on social media, but in the meantime, we will be with you guys here on the podcast next week. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Talk to you later. This is episode, oh, hi. (laughs) What is the show again? Cultivate. This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 38, The Anxiety Attack That Saved My Life, part two. Part de. Parto do so. What is that from? There's a movie. Part de. Is that French or Spanish? I think it's French. If it's D-E-A-X. D-E-I-U-X. Part de. (laughs) Might be The Naked Gun. Is that a movie? Is it? Are you making stuff up now? I don't know. I totally could be. You typically do. Hard to say.